Hello, friends, and I am here to tell you that you are very welcome to listen to this episode if you would like. That was a great intro, Priyanka. Thank you. Um, basically, I wanted to quickly apologize for four episodes ago where I didn't include a formal intro or outro for the Hunger Games episode, but uh, I'm here doing it now for this rewrite episode in this fanfics um, instead of the Hunger Games fanfics. This one also doesn't really make any sense. Well, it makes sense, but it's so random. I think I must have been very sleep deprived while writing it. Um, yeah, but before we get into the episode, just a reminder to follow us on Instagram at DearYAauthors. And after this episode, if you would like, maybe um, send me pictures of otters that you've taken or found, found on the internet through our email. Um, the context for that will be explained as you listen to it. So, uh, you know, dearyaauthors at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. You have no idea how much it would mean to us to get an email from someone that listened to our podcast. That would mean someone's listening, and that's (laughs) crazy. Be like, wow, you really like us? enough to want to listen to us and that's crazy so so just sending us an email would make our day it would just be so amazing and and for real just like send us that email rate us on itunes do anything to let us know you're here it, it just means so much again thank you so much um uh and have a good time listening <laughs> Edward lay on my bed, every muscle in perfect marble alignment. His amber eyes stared at me. I didn't want to bring this up because I'm a good guy and I don't want to come off as possessive or creepy because I definitely am the best of men, ever, because I am very attractive, you see, but I watch you while you sleep. I stared at him and started laughing, clutching my sides in a rather unflattering manner. Edward stared back rather quizzically, as if me laughing was an inappropriate reaction. I gasped dubiously. I'm sorry, you're serious? Absolutely, 100% serious. Would I lie to you? He stepped closer to me, menacing. I started to breathe hard, and with every step he took, sunlight sparkles glimmered off his body. Something I used to find beautiful had suddenly turned so dark and twisted with just a couple of words. I tottered away from him, fear radioc- I tottered away from him, fear radiating off of me in black spirals. The shadows bounced off his amber eyes, turning them bright red. He suddenly stopped and stared at me. His eyes darkened to blood red as he whispered, his voice breaking. Do you remember the day that Mike asked you to the dance? I took a deep breath and nodded, closing my eyes. I was surprised by the flare of resentment, almost fury, that I felt. I didn't recognize what it was at first. I was even more aggravated than usual that I couldn't know what you were thinking, why you refused him. Was it simply for your friend's sake? Was there someone else? 
I knew I had no right to care either way. I tried not to care. And then the line started forming. He chuckled threateningly. Wait, hold on, guys. I feel like the response I've written here isn't even a good response to that. Like, how, how do you respond to that? Jesus Christ. Well, I had Bella stay silent, so I guess she can just, like, stay silent again? Yeah, okay, yeah, I guess she can stay silent. Yep. I stood completely still and closed my eyes, continuing to take deep breaths. I started counting seconds in my head. It couldn't be long before Charlie decided to check on me, and if he didn't, I was sure I could figure out what I would do with myself. I waited, unreasonably anxious to hear what you would say to them, to watch your expressions. I couldn't deny the relief I felt watching the annoyance on your face, but I couldn't be sure. Edward's eyes were so red they were black. The points of vampire teeth were cutting his lip, and they were bleeding. Edward continued to rant to me. That was the first night I came here. I wrestled all night while watching you sleep, with the chasm between what I knew was right, moral, ethical, and what I wanted. I knew that if I continued to ignore you as I should, or if I left for a few years till you were gone, that someday you would say yes to Mike, or someone like him. It made me angry. He was less than ten inches away from me, now and I could feel him breathing hard against my neck. He was very riled up for no reason. Guys, this is, this is really intense. And I really don't know how to end this. Like, what is going on here? Oh my god, I mean, I originally had... I had Bella die, but I just don't... I don't know about that anymore. I mean, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll just keep reading. It's fine. And then... He whispered. As you were sleeping, you said my name. You spoke so clearly, at first I thought you'd woken. But you rolled over restlessly and mumbled my name once more, and sighed. The feeling that coursed through me was then... The feeling that coursed through me then was unnerving, staggering, and I knew I couldn't ignore you any longer. He was silent for a moment, probably listening to the uneven pounding of my heart. But jealousy, it's a strange thing. So much more powerful than I would have thought. And irrational. Just now, when Charlie asked you about that vile Mike Newton... He shook his head angrily. I should have known you'd been listening. I whispered, backing away from him. Guys, what is even going on here? Like, why are we doing this? This is such a bad idea. Twilight isn't... Twilight is so bad... It simply can't be made better. Like, this is, like, great and all, but it's also high-key scary, and we're supposed to be trying to be funny here, so, like, it, it already, like, I changed, what, one description word in that passage? Yeah, I changed one word, and, and it's already a horror, so, like, I can't make it funny. It's, like, too hard. It just comes off as, like, slightly romantic, and yet it's so bad. It simply can't be fixed. I, I give up. I don't even know why I tried. I guess we can wrap this episode up, and now you can stop recording. Whatever. Hold on, hold on. We can't just end the episode like this. What a mess. Yeah, jeez. You had one job, Priyanka. 
I'm I, I'm so sorry, guys. I don't know what I could do to fix this. Literally anything would work at this point. Just do something. Like what? We need something cute. What about something fluffy? Maybe something oceanic? Like an animal. Maybe one that's natural habitat is in the Pacific Northwest, because that's like where the book takes place. Oh, well, what you're referring to is an otter. What are you trying to tell me here? I think we're all in agreement that it's time to bring him out. Is it too early, do you think? Absolutely not. He's been itching to come out since we started recording the episode. Well then, without further ado... Well then, without further ado, in effort to try and save this episode... The first and only installment of the Adventures of Cauliflower Grayson, the Otter. <clears throat> Once upon a time, in a faraway land called Forks, Washington, lived many a strange creature from werewolves to vampires, all peaceful and harmonious. Many tales transpired there, tales of vile revenge, heart-wrenching romance, but none so curious as that of Cauliflower Grayson, the lowly Otter. Cauliflower Grayson was an otter kelp farmer who was known to make the best and most amazing kelp sandwiches known to man. Rumor bubbled all across the waters that Cauliflower Grayson's kelp sandwich had a magic cure-all inside them, and they could cure any ailment known to man and otter. One day, a royal entourage of all the otter folk called on Mr. Grayson to come to the Queen's royal chambers. So you see, the Queen was very sick, they explained. And the otter folk had tried everything to cure her. Yet she lay in her bed every day, exhausted and refusing to speak to anybody. It had been this way since the poor king of all the otter folk died. Cauliflower Grayson didn't want to go at first. He knew that he added nothing to the sandwiches but kelp, bread, and a little bit of love. That surely wasn't enough to cure a disease. But the otter folk convinced him that he simply must try. So Cauliflower Grayson prepared the sandwiches and went right away to the palace and into the queen's chambers. The queen was distraught in her bed. She had refused to eat in weeks, apparently. Cauliflower Grayson knelt to her bed and tried to coax her into eating, but to no avail. He begged her to eat and asked what he could do to make her. Absolutely She nothing. said sadly. So Cauliflower Grayson wandered around the palace for, get, for a bit and fell upon a little otter girl playing soccer in the yard. Noticing the crown upon her flowing locks made him realize that he was staring at the princess. The princess was an awesome and epic otter princess superhero called Priyanka. Oh, my dear princess, he said, bowing at her fins. You are the most awesomest and epicest otter princess in the world. Will you please help me coax the queen into eating? Yes, I will, Princess Priyanka said, smiling. Princess Priyanka told him that the only creatures in all the sea that could help him were three sea witches that lived in the bottomest of the ocean. They could make a spell that would make a sandwich to save the queen. So he swam to the bottom of the ocean and met with the ugliest, evilest hags of the sea, called Adriana, Aaron, and Skye. <laughs> he recognized them immediately. They were regulars at the kelp sandwich restaurant he owned. Yeah, fortunately, all that they wanted him from him was his recipe for kelp sandwich. So he was fine with that. And you see, they claimed that the commute to his restaurant was starting to get really long and exhausting. So they provided him with a potion that they claimed would cure the queen. And back in the queen's chambers, Cauliflower Grayson tried to add that potion to the sandwich. But he tripped on his goddang shoelaces. And the potion spilled and evaporated. Underwater, I guess? Okay. He started to panic, but Princess Priyanka put a hand on his shoulder. 
Maybe we have this potion in the apothecary. What's it called? Cauliflower Grayson looked at the bottle and gasped. <gasps> this is just a little bit of love. I already have that Princess in the Priyanka. sandwich. Princess Mm-mm. clapped her hands <laughs> and curled up <laughs> next to her mother on the bed. She hugged her mother and whispered, Please eat this, Mom, for my father. And for her father dead, so the queen took one bite and was instantly cured, and Cauliflower Grayson and Princess Priyanka got married, and everyone lived happily ever after. The Again, just a quick explanation for why I wrote this. Um, Twilight was just not speaking to me, you know? Everything that is there to be said about Twilight has been said. There have been far more qualified people than us that have talked about the atrocities in that book and also there have been plenty of cases to say that it's that it's actually quite good and honestly I don't know there's just far more qualified people to talk about it and we I just wasn't one of those people to do that to rewrite it to make it better because I felt that to make fun of it people have made so many things made so much fun of it but I went to uh we took a road trip up to Tacoma Washington and we my younger brother and I went boating and we and we went fishing because he's a huge fishing maniac and he caught we saw all these little otters and my family and I were just goofing off and we named one Cauliflower Grayson and and it was a otter and we just fell in love with that otter. So shout out to Cauliflower Grayson. I hope you're doing well and this is this story's for you. <laughs> <laughs>